Praise the Lord. This is the day the Lord hath made. We'll rejoice and be glad. Amen. We, we choose to be glad, right? We choose to be happy because the joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. So why don't we just lift our hands and just tell the Lord you're grateful today. Lord, we bless you. We, we're so grateful for our lives in you, who you are in us. We thank you for life and life more abundantly. We thank you for raising us up in these last days, Father God, to fulfill your, your, uh, your plan on this earth and that we can experience uh, the destinies for each one of our lives that you have for us. Father God, we do rejoice in you. Thank you for your word. Your word is life and health to our flesh. We thank you that we will be washed. We will be washed by the renewing of our minds, by the washing of the word. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy, which is new every single morning. Amen. Praise God. Well, praise the Lord. You can be seated. Anybody have your coffee this morning? Are you all coffee drinkers? Yes, sir. Annie and I get our coffee on in the morning. Uh, we found out something. This is, I'm not going to charge you anything for this little tip, but we, Annie and I discovered this uh, special mug that you can buy on Amazon pretty much, but it's called the Ember Mug. Anybody know anything about the Ember Mug? We've got a couple. Wait, this Ember Mug, you know, if you like hot coffee for like two hours, <laughs> we're kind of like sippers, you know, we'd like to sip our coffee a little bit. So this Ember Mug is Bluetooth technology. And so you put your coffee in it, your latte. I, I even brought my espresso machine to the hotel so I could make my own espressos in the morning. And, uh, but anyways, that, that coffee uh, mug, the Ember mug, I mean, that thing will keep your coffee hot for two hours. And uh, I don't know, praise the Lord. Did that bless anybody? Just, just sharing? Just, uh, I want to let you know, you know, Annie and I are family here. Yes. Amen. And uh, we live across town in the Lake Nona area near the airport. We travel a lot around the world, uh, especially uh, mainly in the United States. But uh, we live on the south side of town. And, uh, but we consider, there's a couple of churches in the Orlando, Orlando central area, Poinciana and Apopka. We, we got special relationships with these two churches. And we really do believe that this church, and uh, there's just something that's, there's a special connection. And uh, we, we just feel more like family when we come here. And uh, we, we like this family, you know. How, how many, thank you, Brother David. We've got one person that likes us. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hey, it's good to have friends. Uh, but, um, but, of course, he's paid to do that because, he, you know, he's, he's, he's here to serve Annie and I here. So he, pastors told him the things to say. Uh, but anyways, today, starting off for this week, is going to be extraordinary. Amen. Yeah. Come on. Uh, we're we're going to enter into some things. Your life will be changed forever. There's going to be amazing impartations. Annie and I we're not just teachers, although I love the teaching gift. But we're not just teachers. We're, we stand in several offices. You know, pastor also stands in a couple different offices. Uh, not just pastor. Uh, but, you know, a combination of teaching, exhorter, uh, evangelists, prophets, we, we, we move in and out of these offices. Yeah. And so we're not going to just be teaching. Yeah, it's not a seminar. Yeah, <laughs> we're not just talking about, we're, we're not entering into this long teaching seminar. Yeah. Come on now. I don't even know how to do that. Amen. But I do know how to bring impartation yeah. from heaven. Yeah, yeah. come on. That, that's, that's our assignment. Yeah. And so in these next, we're going to have seven services. Amen. Come on now. What could God do in your heart yeah. in seven services? Yeah. I'll tell you what's going to happen is you're going to have heart surgery. <laughs> God's going to open your heart. And I want to ask you to give us the same trust and respect as you would your doctor if he was doing open heart surgery. Don't get off the table until we sew you back up. All right? Amen. Just stay on the table. Just keep receiving. Yeah. Yeah. You know, your, your questions, some things are going to be answered. I Answers are coming. Amen. Uh, you know there's different hacks for d- different things, whether it's cooking or repair in your car. Whatever. There's different hacks for things. Yeah. The Holy Ghost has some hacks yeah. for us. Yeah. That means uh, ways that you didn't even think yeah. of how you could do something right, right. or receive something. Yes. But because revelation comes, yeah. now you're seeing something, you're knowing something, yep, yep. you've already 
had knowledge of it, but because you know the hack, now the thing that seemed to be, it was distance from you, all of a sudden you're able to just take it. Just able to take it, receive it, walk in it. Now, one of the things I want to uh, just let you know is, um, and, and Annie and I are going to do a little uh, tag team here. And in a moment, I'm going to have her come up and share something that will just, we're going to launch from this one service here. Some things that are going to be just meaty and it's going to help you have a greater appreciation for the Word of God. Amen. Uh, David uh, was so excited about the word of God is it says that he said I'm I rejoice over your word like one who found a great treasure yeah. one translation says I'm ecstatic over what you say like one who struck it rich yeah. Yeah. Amen. you might say today I I kind of like I'm so excited about your word like one who just won the lottery <laughs> it's like If you just won the $149 million lottery, there's one going on right now that's like millions and millions. If we can get that excited, like the first time you got the truth of the Word of God, if you can get that excited, that's when things begin to kick in. That's when things begin to start moving and changing for you. Because if you approach the Word of God, like, oh, I've heard that, I've known that. You know, yeah. and the thing is, you and I both know there's areas we'd like to see improved. Yeah. Right. If you've got any medicine in your medicine cabinet, yeah. there, there's room for improvement. Come on. Right. Amen. Amen. Is my mic working? Yeah. Testing one, two. I said, if there's any help aids and medicines in your cabinet, there's a possibility something could be improved in, in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Uh, we're not to live our lives. You know, First uh, Corinthians chapter 3, uh, Paul is speaking to the church. He says, you know, I wanted to give you more. Yeah. I, I, I wanted to not just feed you milk. Yeah. I wanted to give you some deeper things. Yes. But here's what he said. But you're acting like mere men. Yeah. Do you know <laughs> that evidently yeah. God doesn't want you to act like a mere man? Come on. Evidently... God has something greater, a more excellent way, a greater way, an easier way, and really it's a life in the Spirit. There's a life that God wants you to live that's not carnal. And what I mean, I'm not talking about just sins and works of the flesh. Carnality is not doing things the supernatural way. How many of you believe God wants to put some super on your natural? Everyone say supernatural. That's God putting his ability, the super, on your natural. I want to read you something. I I was coming home from an appointment one day, and the Lord spoke something up just in my spirit, and it was so clear to know it was him speaking. How many of you believe that when Jesus left this earth, he sent back the Holy Spirit, and Jesus said, he's not going to leave you as orphans? He's not going to leave you to grow up on your own. But the Holy Spirit, when he comes, he's not going to speak of himself. But whatever he hears the Father say, he'll say. He's going to lead you. He's going to guide you. He's going to show you things to come. He's going to declare unto you some things. Well, if he's leading, we ought to be following. If he's showing, we ought to be seeing. And if he's teaching, we need to be receiving. And so uh, that's what the Holy Spirit does. And so you, you and I in this room, we all believe that God, you know, the world, you know, they believe that um, we all can speak to God. Yeah. What freaks them out is when we say God speaks to us. Come on now. And the thing is, if you're filled with the Holy Ghost and if you're a part of this ministry and part of this church, you've learned God speaks to you through his Holy Spirit. Everyone say, God speaks to me. Say, I have a hearing ear. I have a seeing eye. God gave me both. And so today we're hearing and we're seeing not just natural written words, but we're seeing and we're hearing things that God's bringing revelation to us. And therefore we receive an impartation. But I was in the car riding home and I, I, I uh, sensed the Holy Spirit. Uh, well, I didn't just sense. It was, it was just so clear. It was the Lord saying this to me. 
I wasn't thinking about it. It just came up. And so I want to just touch on this. I know there's people, some people have different reasons why they're in this service. Some people here is because you like short services. (laughs) Some people are here because you got to work later. God bless you for being here and putting God first, seeking first the kingdom. Some of you are here because you don't get enough and you want more and you're hungry. Somebody here, you know, Smith Wigglesworth said, it seems like God will pass over a million people to get to one person. Come on. That's hungry for him. He'll pass over a million people just to find the person that say, oh, I got to have more. I want more. I need more. Here, kumbaya, Lord, I'm here to receive. Thank you, Lord. Now, he said that, and I'm always looking for someone that's hungry. Amen. Because God meets hunger. He satisfies the longing soul. He fills the hungry soul with his goodness. If you get hungry, if you want to be filled, he is more than capable of just pouring out himself to you. But he just needs an entrance. And you are the gatekeeper of your heart. No one can force feed you. You have to say, Lord, I know there's more. I want more. So here's what uh, the Lord said to me. He said, most of the time people come into my presence with shame and regret for some sin that's in their life. It's amazing how, you know, if we call a prayer meeting for, for 50 minutes, it's amazing how the first half an hour, people are seemingly cleaning out the trash in their life. <laughs> Lord, I'm so sorry for this. Forgive me for that. I know I haven't prayed enough. Am I, am I in the right room? You know, there's some, you know, an attitude. You know, you fudged your taxes. You know, whatever you did. I don't know. Drank too much caffeine. I, you know, something that the Holy Spirit has dealt with you about, and you're still doing it. And so, so many times, people come into the presence of the Lord, he said, with shame and with regret for some sin that's in their life. And here's what the Lord spoke up into my spirit. He goes, what grieves me or disappoints me more than sin? Everyone say, I'm in an equipping service. What grieves me and disappoints me more than sin, didn't say he, he wasn't disappointed and that it, your sin doesn't grieve the Holy Spirit. He, that's not what he's saying. He said, what grieves me more, disappoints me more than sin is a lack of awareness of who they are in me Amen. and who I am in them. He said, this disappoints me more than actual sin is the fact that many in my body, they don't, they're not aware of who I am in them, who they are in me. Annie made this statement not long ago. She said, you know, we're all the time aware of when people first receive Jesus, we invite Jesus into our hearts, into our lives. But you know, really, the born-again, spirit-filled life is actually God inviting us into His life. Yes. Yes. It's not good enough to just invite Him into yours. Come on. He's inviting you to come up. He's inviting you to come into and embrace. Are you ready? Embrace his grace. Everyone say, I'm going to embrace the grace. Say, I'm going to embrace the grace. I'm not going to frustrate the grace. There's a grace for you to embrace. And in these services, we're going to find easy healing. We're going to find easy miracles because it has nothing to do with us. It's all about coming into our awareness of what he's already done. And the more we see, the more we have a revelation of that, healing and miracles will become easier and easier. Amen. 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 Now, uh, 
I want Annie to come up. We've been kicking around something here just recently. If we have that mic microphone. And, uh, you know, I was already loaded for this morning, but we got talking about this thing. I thought, man, we, we got to let these people know about this. So go ahead, Annie. Go ahead and share that. <laughs> these, as Kevin said, these meetings are going to be life-changing. We, uh, we started off um, earlier in the spring. We had dinner with Pastor and Lisa, and, um, and we were just talking about some things and deeper things, and really uh, we're, all, what we're all hungry for. And what, what's got, what God's doing in our ministry and what, what's been going on with us and what's been going on with the church here. And, and we got to talking so much. It's like Pastor Daryl said, we, we've got to, I, I, we got to do something special coming up. We've got to do something special coming up. I want what you guys are carrying in our church. I want what you guys are carrying. And so uh, he said, I, there, we're, we're doing some things that he said, I used to do more often myself. I used to be more about the demonstration of the Holy Ghost and moving in some areas and things like that. And then as a pastor, you know, you have to equip people so much and teach so much. He got relying on that part of his ministry more and more and more, you know, he didn't forsake anything. He just got relying on more because we all need to be equipped. Amen. So he says, I want you to all to come in. I want some demonstration. Amen. And I want the healing and the miracles again in our church flowing the way they used to. Amen. And picking that up. And so we've been all about that in the last several months looking forward to this week. Praise God. And the, the coming together of the two ministries in that way, that's why Kevin said there's something special going on here. Even though pastors are on vacation, the deposit that we've all decided to make together, amen, is coming in these meetings. And so even though our purpose is healing and miracles and demonstration, we're not really teaching on healing. You've had teaching on healing, You've had teaching on faith. What we're going to do is make a new connection, a new hack <laughs> to connecting with God himself so that you can do it every day. So that that flow is released again in this church the way God meant it to be released. Amen. Praise God. Because any one of us can get lazy and get religious and we can do the do's and don't the don'ts. Amen. I have uh, stood in front of people and ministering to them and healing. And, and that's our, our main flow has is, is been healing and ministering healing to people. I already heard a testimony this morning. Praise God. Somebody got healed the last time we were here. But uh, in standing in front of people who have been equipped and been churched and know the word. I know the word. I'm confessing the word. I'm doing the word. We know all the lingo. We know all the phrases. Come on. We can say, I've been confessing the word. I know the word. I know I'm healed. And I stand in front of people who say that with a glazed look over their face. I know I'm healed. And I'm like, well, then why are you sick? So we want to ask you, in these meetings, we want to ask you, as Kevin said, to open up your heart to something new. Amen. It's just going to be said in a different way. Amen. It's not a new truth. It's just a new way of looking at some things so that you can open up your heart to receive. Because obviously saying, I'm well, I'm healed, I'm whole, I know Jesus did it, so far has not gotten you where you need to go. Let's be honest. We know it's supposed to be true. It is true. But there's been a lack of connection to it. Amen. I've stood in front of people. I know I'm healed. I know I'm healed. And I'm like, I want to look at them and go, I know you're not. But you can't say that because they're saying the right thing. But where's it coming from? Where's the revelation? Amen. And so what we've been talking about and what we were talking about with pastors and the, the thing Kevin says we've been kicking around is we've got to get better at being spirits. We've got to get better at being spirits, not just adding him into our natural life and trying to apply this book 
to a symptom, this book to a disease, trying to apply these printed words to a physical illness, somehow just by saying it, it's going to go away. It's not. It's part of it. But just saying it is not helping you. Can you agree? Because many people are saying it over and over and over with zero change. Why? Because we've heard truth, but we haven't embraced some nuances and some things that I believe God is awakening again in our hearts. Amen? Everybody say this. God is spirit. He's not a mind. He's not a body. He is spirit. And when you got born again, your spirit got changed. Amen? Into the same likeness as him. You were joined to him and you became one spirit. One spirit. Amen? So we've been kicking around some things about the Spirit of God, and, the, and uh, so I've just been meditating myself, and I, and I came across some things, and I told Kevin the other day some things I came across, and he said, you got to share this on Sunday morning. And so um, the, the word spirit uh, usually in the Bible is the Greek word pneuma. Some of you already know that, right? Pneuma means spirit. It can mean breath, fragrance, air right? But in, in, the, in the truest sense of it, it is the third person of the Godhead. <laughs> it doesn't mean attitude. It means him. Yes. Him. He's called the spirit of truth. The spirit of might. The spirit of faith. Why is it when we talk about the spirit of faith, we talk about an attitude, not him? It's an attitude of faith. It's a positive outlook. No, it's not. It's him. He is faith. He is the one who believes and speaks. He's the one who has believed and spoken and created and all of that. So he is the spirit of faith. When he said have faith, it's because you have him. Not because you read the book. Reading the book is hearing what he has spoken about a thing, but it's his words. So here's what I want to, what I want to bring out to you this morning. What Kevin wanted me to share with you is um, when, when Paul told Timothy, all scripture, all scripture, 2 Timothy, the third chapter, all scripture is given by what? Inspiration. Everybody say inspiration. Inspiration of the spirit of God. And it's, it's good for, it's profitable for reproof, correction, instruction, and righteousness so that we're equipped. Amen? Everybody say, all scripture is given by inspiration. So inspiration is the key word here. Inspiration is the key word. It's, it's, it's made up of two words, God and pneuma. God, pneuma. God breathed. God breathed. All scripture is given by God's breath. God's life. God's life. And so I'm just going to read a couple of things here that I, that I came across that will help you. And I'm going to read it because uh, it's not uh, already like in me, in me. i got to read it to you. Uh, the Jews considered the pneuma to be the powerful force of God that created the universe and all living things and the force that continues to sustain creation. Pneuma, spirit, the third person of God, right? Is the force of God that created the universe and all living things and the force that continues to sustain creation. Right, Hebrews 11? By faith, we understand that the worlds were formed, amen, and that he upholds the universe with the word of his power, the word of his power, the God-breathedness of his power. He breathed it. So his word is not just something that 
He said his word contains him. Him. His life force is in that word. His life force is in his breath. When he created man, what did he do? He breathed life. And do you know what's in your breath? (laughs) Your DNA is also in your breath. Right? Your substance is in your breath. So when God breathed into man, he breathed his substance into Hebrews 11.1. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Amen. And then it says that faith is the substance. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That substance is God's breath in that word that he has spoken. And he put himself, his life, into his word. His, the words contain him. Praise uh-huh. God. So the illustration I found this was, is this, for example. If I had a balloon here, an empty balloon... And I breathed into that balloon. Keep breathing into it. It takes a form. It takes shape. The shape it was meant to have. Right? And it gets bigger and bigger. And now you can see the capacity for this thing. What it was meant to be. Then you tie a knot into it. And the same thing that caused it to be sustains it. It's continual. It contains it. Then if you analyze the breath on the inside of it, you'd find parts of me in it. (laughs) So what created it, what sustains it, and what's in it is me. So this word that we say we're confessing, trying to apply it to our situation. We're trying to apply printed words. We're trying to apply a language. We don't realize we're applying God himself. Let's reconnect. Let's start thinking about everything he said contains him. That's why Hebrews, the fourth chapter and the 12th verse, I love it out of the Amplified Classic. It says this, the word that God speaks is alive and full of power, making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. The word that God speaks. And so what we believe that God wants to impart into us, part of what God wants to impart into us in these next services is when we say the word, we're not talking about the book, although the words are contained in the book. When we say the word, it's the word that he breathes, the word that he speaks. There are two words for word in Greek, or several words for word in Greek, but the ones we talk about the most are logos and rhema. They both mean God breathed. Both of them carry that essence of breathed, but rhema is voice. It's more like voice, whereas logos is something that has been said. And that's why it's recorded. And we usually say that Logos is the written word because it's been recorded in something that has already been said. But he is continuing to say, and when you read what he said, it should also be what he's speaking. Because he's still in it, right? His breath is breathing it right now. And his, not just air, but his emotion is in it. His heart is in it. Everything that makes him is in the word itself. 
So simply something that says, God supplies all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. It's not like, I'm in trouble with my money, and I'm just, gonna, I'm just confessing he meets all my needs. No, when he said I, he meets all our needs according to his riches and glory, the life of that and the sustaining power of that is in that word, if, if, if you believe it. Not just if you read it, because the connection is personal. So the connection with the word must be personal because he is. We are joined to him one spirit. We're not just inviting him into our life. Come on. He's inviting us into his. Come on. Things are beginning to change. Amen. And we're going to just keep reiterating these things in all of these meetings, till we get it. Amen. 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 Praise God. Was that amazing? Yes. Yes. Do you have even just a little bit more appreciation for when the Word of God is spoken, there's a lot more going on. Yeah. My, my, look, can we just lift our hands and thank God for what we just got? Wow. Thank you, Lord, for revelation, insight, Lord, if we didn't get anything else today, we just got your life. We got an infusion. Your word says, my words, attend to my words. For they, my words are life to those that find them, health to their flesh. Right now, life injections, health injections are going into us. Say, I'm receiving a life injection. Say, I'm getting a health injection. And you didn't even have to pay money for it to go to the hospital. Hallelujah. Turn, if you would, to Philippians 3.13. Here's your first hack. Hallelujah. Praise God. You excited? God wants to do some heart surgery right now for some people in this room. Uh, I'm going to be speaking in the next service about activating the anointing of your testimony. You know, the Word says in Revelation that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of your testimony. We, we know a, a certain degree about the blood of Jesus and what the blood of Jesus did for us. Yes. The blood of Jesus that was shed on the cross. He shed His blood. Yeah. And that blood is the power. Yeah. The, the power is in the blood. There's also anointing that's available for you that can be activated by your testimony. Mm -hmm. And anytime you share your testimony, and I'll explain this in the second service, it activates the power. It activates God's ability. I, uh, Annie and I were invited to travel with a missionary to Africa for a six-week tour and uh, saw some wonderful things, had some amazing services. One of the buildings we were at were, was where John G. Lake used to minister. During that time, uh, this six-week trip uh, required a lot of finances, around-the-world tr- around trip. Airlines, hotels, cars, vehicles, places to stay, the staff eating. Uh, there was un, uh, quite a few thousands of dollars. Well, the minister that we were traveling with, um, we wanted him to know, he, he kind of took on the project, was, took on that challenge for two ministries to come together and do this whole big tour throughout South Africa. Well, during the time, um, you know, we would receive offerings, just like we'll receive offerings in these meetings, and those offerings go to pay for the expenses and to help us do other things that, you know, we're called to do. But during uh, that time, I wanted this other minister to know that we're, we're not extra weight. We're not just extra baggage, that we're in this together. And I wanted this other minister to know we're believing God. You, you, we're not just trusting you to get this done for us. We're believing God together that the finances will be met. 
And I, I believed that we could really help in that area because our pastor in Birmingham, Alabama, Scott Webb, pastor there, Word of Life Church there, uh, he was really strong in the area of having the spirit of faith and believing God for finances, and he was a giver. And so we learned some things, and I thought, man, we can add our faith to yours to believe God for this need to be met, this budget to be met. So on occasion, I would say, how are we doing? Are, are, how far along are we in meeting the budget? Okay. We got back to Tulsa. Were we living in Tulsa? Yeah. Okay, we were living in Tulsa. And Brother Hagan was having one of his camp meetings that we often attended. 23,000 people would register. And oftentimes, because we traveled with Kenneth Hagan for 10 years, we would get invited to backroom functions and dinners, and we call it the chip and dip room. That's what's going on in the back room is chipping and dipping. Well, we got uh, invited up to the penthouse suite, which was just given to the Hagen ministry because they put so many people in that hotel. So the hotel gives the Hagens that, the, that largest presidential suite. So we were in there, and I was standing in the foyer, and there's people all around, and it's a big suite, like covers the first floor, the top of the, the hotel. And I'm standing in the foyer, and our board member walked in, one of our board members. And it was Tony Caminetti. I don't know if you know the Caminettis, Tony and Patsy Caminetti. Brother Tony was our first board member we ever had. I'm standing in the foyer, and Brother Tony walks in the door, walks right straight towards me. He's the only board member we have. He goes, Kevin, we have a, we have a situation. I went, what? He goes, so-and-so is spreading to other pastors that you are money-minded. I thought, you didn't just say that. He said, he's told several pastors, you're money-minded. Now, what that means in ministry is your ministry's over. Because if people think you're in this ministry of helping people because you're into it for the money... Listen, I've been in the full-time traveling ministry for 41 years. You don't make it in this, in this <laughs> ministry unless you're called and you pay the price and you make sacrifices. You, do, you can't sustain a traveling ministry unless you're called and you're faithful. You can't make it. You won't last. So here he comes in and goes, Kevin, we have a situation. Um, So-and-so's saying your money money. I got, oh, man, that did not just happen. What it was is because we were asking about the finances, he just got the wrong take on what we were, what we were doing is, hey, do we have enough money? <laughs> when I was just saying, hey, we're with you. Yeah. We're believing in God together. Where are we at now? You know, if the budget is fifty grand or $100,000 and half of it's come in, we're not believing God for that amount anymore. Now we're just believing God for the smaller amount. How are we doing? I was just, I mean, God can strike me dead right now if I don't mean what I just said. So I didn't know what to think about that. So the next afternoon... We go to the afternoon session, and Brother Copeland is up ministering. And he had everyone open up their Bible and look at Philippians chapter 3, verse 13. Have you found it? Yes. Some of you are drawing on the screen here. It says, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forward to those things which are ahead, that are before Brother Copen read that verse. I don't have a clue what else he said in the rest of that service. Because <laughs> my spirit landed right there at the end of that. And I was sitting there in my seat thinking, I, I was feeling just miserable. I was feeling just kind of ugh. Because I'm thinking, how are we going to get out of this? How are we going to get through that? How's God going to fix this problem? And at, at the moment I'm thinking that, 
the Holy Spirit says, Kevin, you didn't miss it. The Holy Spirit said, Kevin, you didn't miss it. And in a split second, I knew he was letting me know, I got you. I got your back on this. It's going to be okay. And, I, and for just a moment, I, was, I felt like I was able to breathe. And you know what? The Holy Spirit is so awesome. Because he doesn't just say, you know what? This is okay. You didn't make a mistake and just leave it there. Like, go on now. It's not your problem anymore. Amen. But he said this to me. He said, not only did you not miss it, he said, I want to help you. He said, how much victory could you walk in if you had never missed it? How would it affect your faith if you had never missed it? How would it affect your faith if you had never sinned? How much victory could you walk in if you've never been hurt? How much victory would be available to you? How would it affect your faith? How tall could you walk in God? How much of his empowerment could you embrace if you had never had any failure ever in your life? Now, Paul said, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. What that means is, he said, I know a lot of things. I understand a lot of things. I've grabbed a hold of some things in God. I know a lot of things, but here's something I want you to know I really got a hold of, and that is this. What is it, Paul? He said, I forget those things which are behind. Come on. Amen. The reason why I believe the Holy Spirit wanted us to start off with what we've started here today, and it's amazing how time flies. We were talking about that before the service. For you to embrace some things that God wants you to embrace, and that is much more grace, much more of his ability, much more of his empowerment. You're going to have to forget some things and let it go. Failures, shortcomings, things not prayers that you didn't think God answered, Times you've asked God for a need to be met, and it didn't seem like it came through when you thought it should. What did I do? Where did I miss it? Why did it not happen that way? It's the wrong question to ask is why did that not happen? So God wants you to embrace the grace. Second Corinthians five seventeen. Let's say it together. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things passed away. Behold, some things become new. I'm sorry. I feel a little like you're someone. I feel like something grieves something or something. Can we do that verse one more time? Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, how many things? Now, you know they did a Greek and Hebrew study on the word all, and you know what it found out. They found out it means? It means all. I told you you're going to get revelation today. All means all. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all. All things. Now, that can probably only happen when you first get saved, is all things become new. But then, when you miss it, 
then, then you have to carry those burdens and those failures and those shortcomings, and you have to place them on your back, and you, you, you just got to go through your life carrying the things of the disappointments of the failures that you know you haven't lived up to. Is that, is that how it works? Wait a minute. You mean you can use that verse again? Come on. Seriously? <clears throat> so you would be willing to invite not just God into your life, but you would be willing to let him invite you into his life and to say that, listen, my righteousness is as filthy rags, but I don't come to God on, my, on the basis of my righteousness. I come to God on the basis of his righteousness. Now, uh, in case you don't know, uh, Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, and if you've been in this church for very long, if you don't know this verse, I, I, I don't know. I just don't know. But I hope to give you a fresh per- perspective on it today, and that is uh, Galatians 2, 20. This is such an amazing church. You have no idea how blessed you are. I'm just telling you. I have been crucified with Christ, the anointed one, and his anointing. It is no longer that I live, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, remember, we're not wanting to live our lives as mere men. But the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. One translation says this. I now consider myself, this is the distilled translation, I now consider myself as having died, and I'm now enjoying a second existence, and that's just Jesus using my body. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Come up here, Pastor Justin. So what happened one day with you? Oh, Lord, help me. (laughs) Two minutes, two minutes, two-minute warning. This, This is you. Jesus walked up to your earth suit one day, and he unzipped oh, your earth suit, and then Jesus did one of these numbers. Hallelujah! <laughs> that was you. Not too bad of a specimen, I might say. That was you, but see, Jesus, you died. Jesus stepped in your body. goes, now you're my hands, and you're my feet, and everywhere you go, I'm going. You're my hands. You're my voice. <clears throat> Amen. But then the next verse says this, I do not set aside, I do not frustrate the grace. Everyone say, I'm not frustrating the grace. grace. Say this, I embrace the grace. I I do not set aside or frustrate the grace of God, for if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ has died in vain. If you don't accept God's mercy and righteousness and your wholeness in Him, you might as well have walked up to Jesus hanging on the cross and giving him a slap across his face and say, saying this, because here's what people see. I, I've, saw, I've seen him on Oprah years ago. Uh, I've seen people on these talk shows. I, I'll never forget what they did to me. I'll never forget what happened to me. The Lord gave me x-ray vision and let me see what those people look like in the spirit realm. How many of you believe you could handle seeing what those people look like in the spirit realm? If I showed it to you, do you think you could handle it? You all look tougher than that. Come on. It looks like this. Paul said, I press towards the mark. One translation says, I strain with every nerve for that which lies ahead. But there's a little problem, a little situation going on. Is there's just certain things I'm just not ready to let go. It's called frustrating the grace. And you can't run your race in this posture. It looks like a hermit crab. I've tried, and you can't go fast. But I want to invite you today. Let your heart be free. Embrace the grace. 
change from this posture, let it go, no matter what the hurt, no matter how painful it was, no matter what the shortcoming, no matter what has ever happened. Get both hands on the the gospel plow. The Bible says that a man puts his hand to the plow and even looks back, he's not fit. We're not looking back. We're not holding on anything to back. We're getting both hands on the plow, and we're ready to run our race. Come on, are you ready to run your race? Why don't you stand to your feet, and let's just thank the Lord for what we receive. Father, we're grateful today. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for this wonderful start. We receive victory in this place. We declare that we are overcomers. We're coming up. We're not just mere men, but we are people that live a life of the Spirit in the Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for confirming your word this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big give now button. Or you can text 407-955-5345. And remember, our pastor's vision is this. We grow Christians. So we thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.